Well, I don't have much to add to that. <laughs> I'm not going to humble myself. I'm going <laughs> to praise myself now. <laughs> I will say this, that, you know, the one thing that Brian and I are here for is for you. ILM is here for you. And we're here to assist you in really waking up to the truth of who you are as soul, as spirit, as loving, as a child of God. We're not here to play the games that the world likes to play. And we're not here to play the games with you and your mind and your emotions. We're here to help you to understand them. We're here to help you to rise above them or to transform them, or whatever it takes to be free. We want your soul to wake up and to be in charge of your destiny, rather than your mind, your emotions, your body running you around ragged, chasing after this thought, this feeling, this desire, this need, this thing in the world. We want your soul to be in charge. If your soul is in charge, then your life gets really simple and your focus gets really focused. You're focused inward and upward. You're focused on the Lord. You're focused in the loving. And you're ever realigning yourself again and again and again to that greater truth of who you are, which is God. You are God. You are a divine aspect of God living in this creation right now. But in truth, you are a divine aspect of God. And your true home is in spirit. And your true nature is loving. And when Brian and I see you, we see you as that. And sometimes it hurts us to see how much you live in separation from your truth. And how much you hold on to the lie that this world has sold you and that you now are believing and chasing after and holding on for dear life, ever complaining at the same time about it. So we're here to do what it takes to help you get free, to love you through it, as well as to yell at you through it, if that's what it really takes. If yelling is what it takes to make you finally stop in your tracks for a second, and go, what, what, what am I doing? What did I do wrong? Then maybe that's good. The one thing that I know I was told so long ago, and Brian's been told too, is that we're here for each of you. And we do our best to be available, to share with you, to answer your questions, answer your emails. We do our best can't say we do it always to the perfection, but we do our best. And we do. We are ever, ever, ever busy with something. We really don't have a time off. And I know all of us are busy, and all of us really don't have much time off anymore. And we understand that. And we want you to know that you know, our life is dedicated and devoted to God first and God only. And that devotion extends out 
to each and every one of you because you are that God first and God only. You are first and you are the only one that we're here for. We're not here for the world. We're not here to go sightseeing. We're not here to gain glory in the world or to gain possessions. We're not. We're here to do whatever we can to help you. And I'm grateful to God that in this lifetime it's just a few people. Because it's a lot easier to really be present with each and every one when there's just a few than when there's thousands and whatever. So I'm grateful that it's a smaller group to do this with in this lifetime. When we first started doing this, it was very interesting. A very good friend of mine, I knew him from 1968 or 9, probably. When we started doing the initiations in 2002, he called me one day and he says, Oh my God, I got it. I saw it. It's so clear. He said, I was told that you're here to just do the top 10% of all those souls that are ready to go home, to take them home. You're not going to do everybody. You're going to do just the top 10% that are really devoted, dedicated, and are going to do the work to go home. And he said, and thank God I'm one of those. And if I'm not, I'm claiming it right now. <laughs> and so he put himself at the top, you know, at the first of the line. But it's true. We are here for those initiates that were initiated in other lifetimes and maybe made it all the way into the soul realm, but didn't do the work, didn't do the real work. You know, you meditated and you woke up into the soul. You may have even merged with your own soul in that lifetime, but you didn't do the work of taking responsibility for who you are in the world and what you're doing in the world. You have to live it fully. You can't be the jerk down here all in spirit. You have to live the blessing all the way through from top to bottom and bottom to top. And you have to take, as we always say, responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. And a lot of people on this spiritual path don't. They figure, well, I'm doing the meditation. I got the sacred name. I'm having experiences of merging with my own soul. So I must be liberated. Well, you're on the path of liberation, but you're not liberated yet. Until you fulfilled the lessons down here in the world that you as a soul came into this world to learn, you're not complete. And I have seen souls that have gone from more other organizations than this one that do the path of sound and light, that didn't do the work in the world, didn't do the work within themselves, that lift up and they go very high up, but then they realize there's still something anchored to their ankle. And they're struggling to go up higher and higher, and they can't. Because there's something in the world saying, hey, wait a minute, come on back down here. Another lifetime, got to take care of this one lesson. 
didn't do it yet. I remember I was with my first spiritual teacher, a physical spiritual teacher, I don't know if I said that. I had a lot of spiritual teachers before him on the spiritual side. We were walking down the street one day, and there was this man walking down the street, and he was just ranting and raving and talking and just a little bit out of his head. You know, back in the 60s, you know, you didn't see that as much as you might today. And um, and all of a sudden, the man looked across the street, and he saw us, and he just came straight towards us. And he came up to my teacher, whose name was Cash Bateman, and he said, he said, Mr., Mr., what do you know about me that I don't know? And I was like, that's a question I should be asking. And Cash looked at him and he says, you have one lesson to learn and complete, and you haven't completed it yet. Do you know what that lesson is? He said, I know, I know, I know. And he started walking off and he turned around and he says, how do you know that? How do you know it? And do you really know the lesson that I have to do? And Cash said, I know the lesson. You know the lesson, so why aren't you doing it? And he says, I don't want to. It's going to be too hard. And they had this long conversation. And I had no idea what they were talking about. And he walked back across the street. He picked up a bottle of liquor, wine. I don't know what it was. And started walking down the street, drinking and yelling again. And I was just like amazed. It was like all of a sudden for that short of time, he sobered up and came over and stood there and had this amazing conversation. And then he went back over and got his drink and started down the street ranting and raving again. And as Cash and I were standing there, and I'm, I'm looking at Cash, uh, I, I didn't even know where to start, what, what to ask. And as, and as I'm standing there, you know, looking in his eyes and wondering what was going on and all of that. The police came up and took the man, and I have no idea where he went, and that was that. And so we walked on, and I didn't say anything for a while, and he says, you don't have one question? (laughs) And I said, I have a million questions. I don't know which one is first. He says, I, I said, I'm just like overwhelmed with what? And why and how and, you know, all the stuff. And he said, he's a soul who is liberated. He truly is liberated. But he has one lesson to learn. And until he learns that lesson, he can't go home to God. Because the world will not let him go. He has obligated himself to fulfill that lesson. And I said, what's the lesson? And he says, I'm not going to tell you the lesson that another soul has to do. That's his. But he said, I promised God in this lifetime he's going to go home. And so I said, how are you going to do that? And he says, I don't know yet. But when we were talking, I promised God that I will help him to go home in this lifetime. A year, year and a half later, we were sitting at a restaurant. 
and her waiter came up. This is what bright I live for. Just to help one soul get home to God. This is really my joy. When I'm crying like this, this is my joy because I got to see a soul liberated. And I cry when I see Paul get liberated. So this man walked up, her waiter, and he asked if, you know, what do we want to drink and, you know, all this stuff. And, and then he looked at Cash and he says, oh my God, it's you. And I had no idea who he was at first because he was all cleaned up and everything, but it was the man that had been drinking and, and ranting and raving. And Cash said, yeah. <laughs> He says, I wondered when I was going to see you again. we got a lot to talk about. And the man took an order, and then he came, got permission, and he came, and he sat down with us, and we talked. And he said, I, I finally learned his lesson. He had to take responsibility for himself. He did not want to do that. He thought that the world owed him and that it should just take care of him. You know, and slowly but surely, he said, his parents threw him out, his brother threw him out. Nobody wanted to take responsibility of taking care of him, and he didn't want to do it himself. And so he found himself on the streets. And when he was going up and down the streets ranting and raving, he was just ranting and raving at the world because it wouldn't take care of him. And so he said when he saw Cash and he came across the street, he said, at that moment, I realized that God was the only one that was going to take care of me, and I had to give myself up to God and just do what I had to do. And so he said, it was so funny because when I was walking down the street and I left you all, all of a sudden, I knew what I had to do, and there were the police. He said, I have walked up and down these streets yelling pain in the, in the alleys, nobody's ever arrested me. And then all of a sudden, just after meeting you, I, I, I'm arrested and I'm taken into a hospital. And the hospital puts me into a ward. And the ward starts talking to me about how I can sober up and get my life straight if I want. And all of a sudden I decided I'll try it. And here I am, a year and a half later, and I'm taking responsibility for myself. And so he and Cash stayed in connection for a long time. And he did well. He did real good for his life. And when he died, he died a liberated soul. He actually went straight on up past realm of soul and into spirit, a liberated soul. And that I can say I know happened because I saw I walked up with him to that place. It's interesting. Cash couldn't liberate a soul into the soul realm and into the realms of spirit. But I could, even at that point, take souls up. So I did that with him. I thought he was coming to get what he needed from Cash, but in truth, he was coming to get it from me. That was what was so amazing. And that's what we're here for. We're here for you. Individually, not together. We don't care a thing about the group. 
We really don't. We care about you, the individual. We want your soul to be liberated. We don't want you caught up in this world again. Thank God, right now, many of you are liberating your soul. And many of you are this close, but you're just not willing to take the full step. You're still holding on to something in the world. You're still holding on to your ego, your willfulness, your whatever. And all we're here to do is to help you break through that if we can so that you can be free. And for those of you that are in the process of liberating your soul, we're here just to continue supporting you and reminding you. Because believe me, you need constant reminders on this pathway. Because if you go out in the world and don't have a teacher to help assist you and give you clarity and reminding you, you're going to forget. You're going to get distracted. You're going to start chasing after something in the world again. Believe me. A lot of souls that have liberated themselves in this lifetime or in other lifetimes have done just that. They think, oh, well, I did it. I'm liberated. I don't have to do it anymore. And they live for another 20 years and they don't do anything except build new karma. And guess what calls them back? You've got to do this to the last breath and then beyond it. You've got to meditate as much as you can just as much as you can. And if that's five minutes a day, then that's good. And if it's five hours a day, that's good. But you want to give time to God every day, every day. That's why God asks us to. Because the more you do, the greater this pathway opens before you. This pathway is there for everybody. But this pathway is but just a little, little line of energy for most people in this world. And they never see it, they never feel it, they never know it's there. Even though it's there, it's that little thread of grace, that little thread of the Holy Spirit that gave life to the soul in the beginning that is ever walking with us wherever we go throughout all of creations to assist, to guide, to remind to refocus us. Are you sure you want to do that? I, I mean, you've, you've done that so many times. Are you sure you want to do that again? And often we just say, oh, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Whoever that is inside of me, just shut up. But that's the thread of the Holy Spirit that is ever-present. But once we have it anchored inside of us, that thread becomes wider and wider like a rope, like a cable. It gets wider and wider if we put energy into it and feed it and build it. It becomes the pathway that we can walk home to God. But we are the ones who have to build it. God isn't going to do it for us. Nobody can do it for us. We build that thread. We build that power of the name up inside of us so that that path becomes so wide that there's no way you're going to go off of it on that day of you leave this body at death. You're just going to just walk straight on and go back home, and that'll be it. And you'll be liberated, and you'll be where you want to be, believe me. You don't want to come back here. You may think, oh, God, but this is so beautiful. 
baloney. You have no idea. This is hell and more. This is misery and more. This is not peace. This is not paradise. This is not God in manifestation. I wish it was. I wish there was no need to remind you every moment of every day, God first and God only. God first and God only. And God ain't here. So you've got to go and find God inside and then find God in the realms above. Yes, this is all of God's creation. But this is a reflection. This is a shadow. This isn't the true. You go into the true realms and begin to experience those true realms and I can guarantee you, you won't want to come back here. You may get there and look around and go, wow, this is beautiful, and find, well, you got to go back down now. You're not done yet. And you'll do it because you know you're on the right path. You're doing it for the right reason. And you'll come down here and work hard at fulfilling whatever that is that's still holding you down here so you can let go. So Brian and I are here for you, each of you individually. And each of you individually are the same. You are a divine spark of God. You are the purest of loving that ever could exist. And yet each of you have a unique quality that is holding you in the world. And we do our best with each and every one of you, inside as well as out, to assist you in that. And some of you come up and ask for greater assistance, and some of you run away. Like, no, no, don't look at me. I don't want you to know. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> so stop hiding. Stop running away. Stop playing the game well, if they don't know it, then I don't have to do it. Well, guess what? We know it, so you got to do it. You can do it by yourself, or you can do it in the presence of loving. And that presence of loving is your spiritual teacher who's here to assist you in waking up. That's all we're here to do. Have we ever asked you for a dime? Have we ever asked you for anything? We didn't ask you to get initiated. We didn't ask you to come to Sunday class. We didn't ask you to do anything. We just invite you to sit down and remember yourself in God and let God remember God in you. That's all we ask of you. And we ask you to do the LAF loving, accepting, and forgiving of yourself and of others and of God. And we ask you to take responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. And that's all we're ever going to ask of you. But we don't demand it, and we don't even expect it. Well, that's only how we're going to hurt ourselves if we expect you to do it. We're going to hurt ourselves if you don't. I've had a little expectation. <laughs>
<laughs> We've got to give you freedom to do whatever it is you're going to do. And there are those that have walked this path for a while and then turned away and walked away because they didn't get what they wanted or whatever for whatever reason. But if you stick this out, we know, and you do too, or you wouldn't be here. You know that this will bring you to that place you're longing for. And that's the only reason you're here. There's something inside of you that is calling, longing, pushing, wanting. And the world isn't it. And the romance isn't it. And the this isn't that. And it's just, it's not here. And you've, you've come to understand that it's got to be something more. And you've begun to know that that longing is something inside of you that is longing for God, for loving, for joy, for peace, for forgiveness, for whatever. And it's inside of you that you've got to do the work to fulfill it. Do the work. I remember years ago, I was making a, a, a presentation or a talk in Hawaii and uh, we were in a smaller group and talking and I said just that. I said, you've got to do the work. Nobody else can do the work for you. And this one woman said, you know, oh, well, this, this isn't my pathway then. I'm, I'm on a pathway of ease and grace and I don't have to do any work. If you have to do work in, in a spiritual function, then it's not, it's not the pathway. It's not a pathway. And I said, well, good luck on your pathway then and enjoy it. And uh, those that want to do the work, let's, let's do it. And But this is it. You've got to do it. Nobody can do it for you. Even Jesus didn't say, I'm going to do the work for you. He said, my way is easy. My yoke is light. But he didn't say, I'm going to take your pain away from you. I'm going to take your karmas and dissolve them and you're forgiven and you never have to worry about it again. And we don't say that either. And I will tell you this, if we could take it away from you, that which hurts you, that which causes pain and separation in you, we would take it. But that's not who we're here to be. That's not our goal, our purpose, our mission. I can't take a lesson from you and you can't take my lessons from me, even though you might like to. I wonder how you'd like my lessons. Hmm. <laughs> I've tried taking people's lessons away years and years and years ago Lifetimes ago, I keep on repeating the same old pattern, trying to save them even when they don't want to be saved. Well, guess what? That doesn't work. You can only save yourself. God has given you the keys, the tools, the means by which to do that. And that's the sacred name. Jesus shared the hallowed name, the sacred name with his disciples just as we have shared it with you. It's the same name, it's the same focus, it's the same direction. It's been the same 
throughout the ages, as long as mankind has been conscious and an individual in this creation, there has been a teacher on this planet giving the exact same direction. I'd like to see all of you liberate in this lifetime and not have to come back. Not because I don't want to have to do this again, because I will have to do this again. I have no hesitation in saying that. I know, I'll be back. I'll be helping another group, the same group, a group. That's who I am. That's what I do. That's who Brian is. That's what he does. I just want to see this group go home to God and fulfill itself so we can move on to what's next for us. We're liberated. We're awake. We're aware. We can look up and there's God. That's not a problem for us. Our problem is we have to keep looking down here and dealing with all that isn't of God, so to speak. That's the hard part for us because we know what's there and we want to be there. Fortunately, we can look up and be there and still be here. Be in the world, but not of the world, as Jesus said. I think he was talking more to the teachers than he was to the disciples. <laughs> so, that's my little spiel for the day. Love yourself. Love God. Put God first in all things. Find God in all things. And you do that first and foremost through meditation. Because you're not going to find God if you don't do the meditation. You can pray to God. You can talk to God. You might even get a response from God. But true, truly finding God is within. It's within. Jesus said, my kingdom is within. My kingdom is in my Father's house. Well, this is the Father's house. This is the kingdom of heaven. We have to go within ourselves to find the truth. We have to go within ourselves to be in the loving. We have to go within ourselves to let go of the illusion and take hold of the reality. The real is spirit. The world is illusion. It's a great reflection of the truth, but it isn't the truth. But the only way you're ever going to know that directly for yourself is to go within and find the truth of that. Otherwise, it's just me saying it and it means nothing. It's a nice thought, it's a nice hope, it's a nice wish, but I want you to know it for yourself as truth. I want you to go into meditation and love God every day. Share your loving with God and let God share God's loving with you. When you have that experience, and you will, then you will understand more and more about what it is we're sharing. Would you feel God's loving coming into you, maybe for the first time ever, you will have no more doubt. You will have no more fear because you will know that God is with you in this. And it will be easier to walk through all this that is of the world because God is walking with you and you know it. 
There is no doubt. There is no question. And as you do your meditation and loving God after that, and that loving of God comes more and more present with you every day, you will live in a whole different dynamic, letting go of the illusions that separate you from God's loving and taking up God's loving and living in God's loving. We're never going to create a lot of classes you have to do, a lot of outer actions that are required to be a part of Inner Light Ministries or this pathway because it's not about the outer. Those are just distractions. Those are deterrents. And we're not here to feed those. We're here to feed the soul. And the food of the soul is God's loving. That's the true manna. That's the true food. And that's what we want you to partake of. And I love you, and I know Brian loves you very, very much. You don't know what we both go through. We know your pain. We know your suffering. We have your pain. We have your suffering. We have it go through us sometimes as it goes up to God. And sometimes it kind of gets a little stuck on our suffering. <laughs> and they just kind of join together for a while and we go, oh, get out of here, go up. <laughs> so we know it. We know your confusion. We know your doubt. We know your fear. We know it. That's why I'm saying you can't hide. And those things in you can't be hidden. You can't hide from God. And I'm not saying we're God, but God lives and dwells within us to serve you. And you can't hide from that. And I think you know that that's the truth. I think you really, not even I don't think, I know you know it, or you wouldn't be here. I know you know the loving, or you wouldn't be here. So hear me, and do your work. I'm a good manager. I'm not a mean one. So do your work, and make life easier for yourself.